Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're welcome. Because here we are, a yet another fucking episode. I am Mike Busey, the host of The Mike Busey Show. And as always, I'm joined with the wonderful, talented, funny, heterosexual life partner, Miguel Colon Jr. What's up, everybody? This is our, we just discovered, what is this, this is our 84th or 85th episode? We fucked up. We should have got a cake for the 80th. We should have yeah. fucking had a whole... Like celebration, the whole office should have came in and got some free cake. Do you think when a person turns, because I know like my grandmother had her 80th birthday and it was a big deal, but then it's also kind of that birthday where you're looking at her like, you know, like this is it. <laughs> like nobody's thinking 88, 89. And then it starts getting higher up there and you're kind of like, okay, any day now. And then it starts getting weird because you're like, I don't really want to get attached anymore. Like, like, I've always I've always said like funerals, birthdays, weddings, anniversaries and holidays like they're like the the guideline to life. Like all right, at least you got to you have somewhat of a fucking excuse to like be happy and celebrate. And I think uh most people don't want to admit when they're getting older. I think some people go through certain phases like oh, fuck it, I'm not celebrating, I'm not celebrating. Um like yes, uh this last weekend our, our one of our longtime members, Jeff he looks like he's in his like early forties, but he's actually fifty. Yeah, he acts like he's in his seventies though. Yeah, oh, and that. he spent the strike of midnight uh, on the tour bus full of sexy ladies at our Emperor's. Uh, thank you to Emperor's in Tampa. We yeah. went out there. We had a fucking amazing uh, night of fun and debauchery. Roddy Rob didn't fuck an old lady this time. No, he fucked a young lady this time. It was yeah. good. And I guess he was like, "Oh, you want to see me fuck her?" Yeah. Here's the thing: they caught. You'll see it when the video comes out in just a few more days. Uh, Aaron went out there war reporter style, hunted Rowdy Robbie down. That's what a camera found, guy at, yeah. at mybeasy.com, it's like, it's like being a war reporter. Yeah. Found Rowdy Robbie uh, in the bottom bunk shacked up. Which me uh, and Miguel could never fuck in a bottom bunk. Man, I've looked at that bottom bunk. I watched Chris fuck in a, in a regular bunk one time. I didn't like watch him like I was there breathing. Don't hey, lie. Actually, Come wa- on. I actually watched him fuck the same girl Rowdy Robbie fucked too. Oh, wow. Uh, how, it was, so it was how a, was his stroke game? I don't know. I didn't get to see his stroke game. He was, he, he, He's I a watched, shy shitter. This is the one. I don't know if I've told this story. Shy stroker. I've told this story before to people. I don't know if I told it on the podcast. I was, uh, I was, I was with a girl in, in the back of the bus. And there's cameras everywhere to see the rest of the bus. And I'm with her, and all of a sudden I'm looking. This is when Chris was kind of new, and I was like, is that my baby boy with That's a girl? That's my boy! And I saw them talking, and she was cute too, man. She's a cute girl. I saw her ta- some of them talking, and as they were talking, I kind of saw her taking off, like, some, not getting naked, but taking off some of her clothes. I was like, okay. I was like, I don't know Chris' game yet, so I don't know if he's just hanging out with her while she's getting undressed to go into her bed. There's a lot of but, tension when you bring a new guy on. Yeah. We don't know, like, what's, what they got in him or not. But this know? is my favorite part. I saw her crawl into the bunk, and then I saw Chris oh. take his little socks off, right? Oh. <laughs> took his cute ass feet or socks <laughs> off. And his cute little feet, took his little socks off, and then I'm in there watching. I'm catching a little dome at this point, and I'm like, my baby is about to get with a lady. So you were in the so, back of the bus I'm watching the, the, the camera monitor. So I go to get my phone to film Chris getting into the bunk with the girl, and the girl who's doming me up thinks I'm trying to film her. Hey, she's don't like, film me. She's like, stop. And I'm like, ah. and, and she like knocked my phone out of my hand. I said, no, 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 it's my baby boy. Bitch. And like, she's, she didn't catch what that meant. But I, I, I watched Chris close the curtain. And then I just was like, I don't even want to focus on me anymore. I'm too proud. It's not about us, Miguel, Mm-mm. sometimes. Sometimes it's about the youngins. But I thought about it, too, because this girl was thick. Like, she's not thick like fatter or big. She's a nice, big booty, sexy oh, girl. Pretty-ass face. Super pretty, pretty face. Pretty-ass pretty face, man. Uh, shit personality. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's then, fucked everyone in the castle except me and you, I think. I think, yeah, yeah. 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 We're not mad at it. You no, know, not just, at all. Say, you know. And so I watch Chris, and I realize, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, did she have to lay flat and you had to climb, like, on top of her? Yeah. <laughs> you had to give her the, the, the hot dog, the hot dog bun? Yeah. The back? <laughs> and she couldn't put her ass up, could she? Because she would have hit the thing. So she literally spit in just, it and, and spread them? And spread Chris, it? That's she literally favorite. just laid flat. And then Chris had to go inside her as quick as he could and then lean forward. And I'm thinking you're just pulling her shoulders. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like- I love I love uh, playing with a girl's ass. And then when you know you're getting ready to fuck, you just spit in it. And then you just like. <laughs> I love that. I just, I just realized you couldn't do much to pump Chris, could you? So like you got in, just in, and then you're like, I can't even move around a lot in here. See, I can't do that. I got a small dick, so I can't come from the back like that because it's like. It just ain't gonna. It ain't gonna reach fucking. And point we got, of entry. Well, what it is is not the dick size. It's our bellies, bro. Yeah, I mean that doesn't help either. There's tons of times where I have to look at a girl bent over and I have to treat it like I'm an engineer. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like I remember being younger, thinking Roadhead was so cool and now. fucking in a car. Fucking in a car is like you might as well bury me in the coffin like Undertaker to WWE. Fucking like I get claustrophobic. I'm like yeah. I can't fucking reach. Like if. I'm the dude. If it drops a cell phone on the floor, I'm like, we gotta, we gotta pull over. <laughs> hey, bro, I've ridden. I gotta I've, put my shoes on. We gotta pull over. I've ridden all the way to the castle from downtown Orlando. Like, well, that phone's gone until I stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So like, thinking fucking a girl in a car and shit that ain't happening. Look, no man, more. Roadhead. Uh, I mean, I've done it still, but yeah, it would still. It's I feel it's, it feels like I'm abusing her. I'm like. This much weight shouldn't be on your body in this position. I am so sorry. When when a girl like climbs up on me to have sex with me in the car, I'm basically like looking at her like, "This is your show. <laughs> Everything here is up to you to have figure your out." Have way with me. Yeah, I've got you. Tell me to push the foop down or what I got to do. That's as a fat dude, guys. One of the worst things ever is when you got to push the foop down. It's so embarrassing to be like, oh, wait a second, there's more dick hiding out. Let me just most, let me just get him out of here. Most of my sexual adventures have been on, on MikeBC.com, so you can see it. But you ever uh, see a video or a photo of an unflattering, unflattering image of yourself, and you're just instantly disgusted, and you're like, oh, my God, yeah. I need to call people and apologize. Yeah, this is man. what they saw. They were down on their knees, and they looked up at this. Yeah. Like, this is disgusting. Yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about it, like, when I'm with a girl, and I'm like, thank you. Like, there's times when I'm just like, I, think I don't, about it all I don't time. know why you're so sweet, and, and you're so caring. Like, I still, I'm like, I'm like, even though you're a rotten scally, it proves that there's good people left in this world, because you've allowed my dick in you. And you know, if you could, it's if you not could the have top of the dick food chain. All right, let's pretend you're like at a high school gym, right? Oh, this is going weird already. And let's <laughs> pretend high school gym. Every girl you Chris ever had Hansen sex pops with, out. <laughs> every girl you had sex with is right there, and you're you're able to speak to them. What would you say to them? There's some that I would be like, get the fuck out of this room right now. <laughs> I don't need anyone knowing about this. There's a couple. Oh, I, got, of I got five of those. Yeah, there's. A, there's I would lie to your fucking. I would lie to. Your, my mama's face, like, I did not have sexual relationships. I'd just be walking around with a clipboard and be like, I'm s- and you're here for, I don't see you on the list. And I'd be like, hold on, let me show the audience the photo that you looked like when I oh, had Oh, everybody sex does that, guys and girls. If they're going to show you a picture of the person that they had sex with, they're going to look for either your best picture, which doesn't look like how you did, or the picture that looks exactly how you did. But the worst is when somebody's like, that's who you used to hook up with? You're like, hold on. 
Let me she see didn't if she look a, like that. Let before. me see if she has an album on Facebook uh, titled 2012. Oh, let me go back to her MySpace. Let me see if I can find a photo of her. Yeah. Yeah. That, and the funny part about me is they can't do that. They just got to be like, let me see if I get a YouTube video. You can see how funny he is. You know, <laughs> like, let me see if there's some audio of his personality or something. Well, we had a lot of good, uh, good fun this weekend. We were at back at Emperor's for the second time. Emperor's Gentleman Club in uh, Tampa, Florida. I don't know why, but they asked us to have come back, and I think they're asking to come back again. Yeah, we're talking about it, man. It's which crazy. Is great. We love it. That it, just shows you that we do good business. We go, we promote, we're yeah. active, people show up, and we, you know, we don't burn the club down. Yeah, and 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 Rowdy Rob's winning so far on fucking chicks at Emperor's. First he fucked an old lady, which okay, whatever. Yeah, old Care Bear. Old Care Bear, she's on the video. Here's the thing. Um she Which you can see old- exclusively on MikeBeast.com. Yes, you, you, go, you can go check it out right now and see the old lady. Uh, you tell us how, how bad she is. If you've done worse or, you, or if you would fuck or you would not fuck. Here's the deal. Here's, here's my honest truth. Help me out here, boys. Chris, Steven, help me out here. There are certain points in the video where you see the old lady, Rowdy Rob, fucked. Oh, that was me. I was you, filming and, and, from the okay, neck down. But there's certain points where you're like, okay, 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 I can't. And then there's certain points where you're like, no. Yeah. But I will say this. Coming from a fat dude who shouldn't be judging anyone physically. Physically. Same. She had a very beautiful body. She did. She had a very, I mean, that's someone's grandma. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely an older woman. Yeah. But she was sweet. She was nice. Sweet as pie. And and here's the thing, guys. I think some of y'all. Down like four flat tires. We heard it. She said it. I'm down like four flat tires. The whole time she kept saying that. I was blacked out at that point, so I don't really remember it. But that was our first time there. And, uh, yeah, Rod Rob killed him. Uh, oh, he, this he is the best. Cougar hunting. He, he went, went cougar hunting. This is, he, or nah, granny, granny hunting. Yeah, yeah. The best part, too, was when, uh, so, guys, there's a part, and it, it didn't make the video. We're trying to find it. But there's a part where she's standing outside the bus, and we basically go, so, and we got the cameras about to go rolling. And I go, she fucked my boy Rowdy, huh? She's like, that's his name? We want confirmation. Yeah, she goes, that boy was beautiful. She's like, that's the best fuck I ever had. Big hog, juicy ass. I was loving it. He was all up in these grandma guts. So here's the idea. If an old whore, which she was, bless her heart, says you're You know the what best- she was? She was like the woman that hangs outside the strip club. You get super worked up and you're horny as fuck. That's you exactly can't- what she was. Yeah, it's you couldn't like- afford the ones that were dancing inside. You get the parking well, lot here's one. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If an old woman tells you, that's definitely been hoeing for a long time, so you know she's had a lot of dick, tells you that you're the best dick she's ever had, that has to be a huge compliment. I mean, this old lady's probably had 750 dicks, and out of those, to be the best dick she's ever had, and you can't go telling Rowdy Robbie that shit, because all he heard was that's the best dick you ever had. He didn't realize it came from an old lady. He didn't care. Like, he's just proud. It's funny you mention this because today, earlier in the office, uh, I had read an article about uh, Virgil. He's a, a professional wrestler. He was on NWO, right? Yeah, he was in the NWO in the very like, beginning. Like, yeah. And, uh, and he had, I guess, claimed that he had slept with over a million women. So you did the math. And what was the math? It came out. We assumed if Virgil started fucking when he was 10. 10. He's so about 60 a- years old now. <laughs> we gave him 50 years of fucking. He still would have had to fuck 54 women a day. Yeah, that's crazy. There's no way. And, and guys, here's the truth. If you're fucking 54 women a day since you're 10 years old, <laughs> you, 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 I mean, how, do, how are you in the NWO? 
How are you wrestling? How is McMahon having a meeting? You're just nodding off. Your 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 skin looks well, like chicken Well, to be fair, meat. it was a WCW at the time, but uh, hey, just, just get, we don't your, get fact-checked. Your skin's all chicken skin pale because there's no blood going through it. So, you know, that's a good factoid to know, though. So, guys, you know... I know this sounds really shitty, women. So just cover your ears, or, or you know, you know. Both whatever. women who listen to the podcast, they're like, oh, "I'm into it." Yeah. So uh, if you ever wanted to reach the milestone of having sex with a million women, then now you know that if you started when you were ten, you'd have to fuck and you live to be sixty women a day. So ten years old, which is obviously fucking disgusting, um, to sixty, fifty-four women, women a day. A day. A day. Your dick can't do that. Because yeah. here's the deal. I don't, I don't think the biggest rock star is, in the world could do that. No, nobody can. This isn't like Houston 500 or whatever that shit is. It's you not just, just poke it in. Yeah, just poke it in and now it counts. Hey, hey, listen. No, don't. That counts for me, all right? I don't. I, do, you, do you? Okay. I've, I've got some that I don't count. Because I'm like, even though I want to, I'm like, listen, I'm the honest judge here. I'm like, ah. That was, uh, you know, that was a whiskey dicker, or we were both like, oh, no, let's not do this. I, I can recall several occasions when I was very uh, fortunate to have multiple consensual women in my bedroom, and I knew that old my old fella, little old fella, he only had so much in him, so I wasn't gonna start pump pump city and everything. I was just trying to land land there well, and come wait, out. Okay, no, hold up, hold up. When, when it's when it's a situation like that, like when it, it's it, it's like a, a foursome or some shit like that. Any 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 entrance counts as playing in the game. You still get a game jersey as long as you stepped on the field. You know, yeah, and I'm not talking. Yeah. I'm not talking mouth. Like if we were talking about head and the shit, you know, I, I know it hasn't been a million, but it's it's definitely up there. Some head. I, and he had to have fucked some dudes accidentally. Yeah, fifty four women a day. You're gonna slip up and be like, damn, this girl got some big balls. <laughs> you know, like, like fuck, I gotta get I gotta get my clothes yeah, for the day. Yeah. Keep Yo, on fucking. What's up, man? I only have fucked fifty two chicks a day. How am I get? To- what if that was his goal too? He's like. His like his grandpappy said, "Boy, if you don't fuck fifty four women a day, you won't get to fuck a million by the time you're sixty. That was like at his deathbed. And think about this: I'm sure someone, uh, one of our producers, could quickly Google uh, how many people have AIDS, and it's got to be like one out of fucking like you know ten thousand or some shit or hundred thousand. I don't know what the fuck it'd no. be, but out of a million, that means you fucked a couple. You fucked at least a a fucking a bushel no, of fucking hoes with fucking AIDS. We're gonna say how many percentage of people." 20% of the population have some sort of STD. So if you're fucking 54 women a day, you're definitely catching it. Because if you're fucking 54 women a day, you're not using a condom. You don't have 55 condoms because there's always one that fucks you're, up. Your dick, you'd have to go to sleep and wake up with a condom on your dick. It'd just be smelling <laughs> like burnt di- rubber hey, the whole time. Every couple weeks, your dick sheds skin like a cobra. <laughs> it's just like coming off the side. And then that means you can't have, hold up, that means he couldn't have had a bad dick day. He couldn't have, there's, if you fuck 54 women a day, you're definitely having Saturn dick. At oh, least, yeah. I've got Saturn dick from jacking off too much, you know? Like, you could go wash your dick in the shower and still, like, have some fucking vaginal juices that kind of, like, permeate a little bit. Like, you gotta get fully submerged in a pool or some shit, There's you know? no way you have enough blood to get 54 rock-solid hard-ons for, and let's say, a two-minute fuck. Let's say the minimum. A two, time of the day. You know what I like about this math, though? You could cut this in half, all right? So let's just say, let's just say it's not a million. Let's just say you want to do 500. How, what's the odds? 1% of the population in the United States. Has AIDS? So you fuck, you fuck a million. You definitely, you definitely got a couple of fucking AIDS, AIDS dicks on that list, player, for sure. That's, that's scary. Hold up, hold up. So 54 women 
times, let's say each fuck requires seven minutes because there's Welcome getting to the, the Mike Beaster Show where yeah. we do sex AIDS uh, math. Yeah, so if, if Bill has two T-cells and Margot goes raw dog, uh, <laughs> no, so. A million fifth, condoms. That's uh, like, that's a, that's like if a condom's a dollar a piece, that's a million dollars in condoms alone. Okay. Uh, He'd have to like, no wonder he was so fit. And so went, hold up. It, it, it comes down to the math of, let's say you took seven minutes of fuck. For each of these, like, people. yeah, you are a generous, generous Cause, man. Cause, no, because your dick can't, you can't, you can't be going quick after fifty-four. So I'm saying average. It starts out with like one minute fucks, but now you're going to seven fucks. It would take six point three hours a day to do this. So, so in a twenty-four hour day, when he's also this is average at seven minutes of fuck. Yeah, and he's operating at the peak of his wrestling career. He's spending six point three hours. Of that day. Fucking. <laughs> Tell me the math on five minutes. All right. So Just five minutes. 54 times five. Divided by six. Is that five hours? 4.5 hours. All right. So that's that's right there. That's a full-time job. Like you got oh, to clock yo. in, wake up, start fucking. You can start writing, <laughs> writing shit off on taxes. You're like, this Astro Glide. And then here's the deal. He's traveling the country, right? So... I know. Yes, you know they're not all fucking in the same spot. Well, that's the thing. I know that he's a star, but he's got a long day. You know he's at the gym. It's wrestling, first of all. He's at the gym first thing in the morning. He's at the gym he had first to have been fucking him in the gym. Yeah, he had to be fucking. Like, during a press conference, he's fucking one of them. There's not a table. Man. And I just think, I mean, if you're going to exaggerate about how many women you've had sex with, don't say a million. I mean, this is crazy. Like, oh, so what did Will Chamberlain say? How many, how many women he? What had did he say? Twenty-seven thousand. I think it was like I think I want to say it was like a hundred thousand or some shit like that. Uh, it was, it was, it was some. It was a crazy number. So I think one time years ago I did the math on this and it was 20, how much? Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Oh, so off. that's okay. So Will Chamberlain in what thirty years? Said he had sex with twenty thousand. Well, what time? What? What? Uh, how? What age did he retire? Because let's talk about basketball years. Because you know he was probably fucking before, but let's not count those. And let's talk. Let's not. You know, I'm sure he was fucking after too, unless he just died right away. I don't know. But how many years was he in the league? 1973 is when he retired. And what year did he get drafted? He was 43 when he retired. How many years in the league did he play? Hello? Hey, Siri. How many years did Wilt Chamberlain play in the NBA? Well, I know it was the ABA. All right. The Lakers take on the Kings. Oh, well, that ain't. You ever ask Siri some questions and she tell you some crazy ass shit? Yeah. Like, so that's 2.3. For 20 years, that's 2.3 women a day. And even though that sounds like, well, he is Wilt Chamberlain. Guys, there's just days where you're not. Fu- there's no way he's fucking. Let me tell you something, Miguel. Any yeah. night I have a wild, crazy night, like I had a threesome, I fucked two or three girls, whatever, blah, 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 whatever, and I'm drunk as fuck and I had the time of life. Normally, I'm like, good, I'm cool. My dick feels like hamburger Hepler. I don't want to fucking fuck the next day. I just want to just chill. Okay, hold up, though. That averages out to 16 women a week, which does mean he could have had like two eightsomes every weekend. See, I just don't. Still doesn't sound like it, though. It's a lot of work, because you know some of these girls were definitely down on 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 site, but you know he had to wine and dine some of these girls, take them to the hotel lobby, buy them some drinks, you know, whatever. Fucking dunk on her face a couple times, you know, like you know he had to do some. He had to do yeah. some kind of. You no, know, every girl was just throwing it out there like that. Because even because even if it was prosties, man, uh, 
you know, a Wilt Chamberlain level prostie, she's like, baby, we're going to have dinner. It, I've, uh, I've been fortunate enough to be in many situations where I see like a homie on stage and he's like at a sold out show and he's doing his, his concert and stuff. And I'm looking at like the first, I can see the first like 20, 30 row of people. And I'm like, there's so many hot girls in here. And I see some of them by themselves or with, with other girls or they got a boyfriend or whatever. And I'm thinking like, damn, my homie on stage. And it's not just one person. I'm not talking about one particular star. Yeah. I'm talking about like multiple homies that I've seen like, damn, how does it feel knowing that you could probably fuck like at least 50% of this entire building if you wanted to? That's like the cast of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> like basically like, that whole crew. There's, there's like crews of just good looking rich people that you're like, you could basically have sex with most anyone. And then when it's a musical performance, they're all there to see you. So pretty much anyone that's down to have sex is probably down to have sex with you. Like, I won't, I won't say no names, but I've had some of these, you know, homies that are fucking huge, huge stars. Sometimes, like, I would be the pussy wrangler. Like, they'd be like, yo, Buse, uh, go, go, you know, go, go ID some, some scallywags and see if they want to come hang out. And then I would just be like, hey, you want to come backstage and me, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, my God. And you know, I've had some of them be like, oh my God, yeah, right, whatever. And they didn't believe me or something. Yeah. And then some, a lot of them did and, you know, whatever the case. But as these things were going on, I would sit there and think, and, and I've been in several situations where I'm just like, wow, like, that is, and I know this is fucked up to say, ladies, but that really feels good for a man to, like, know that they could conquer or they could consensually uh, share their genitals with you and you'd be into it. It's and the idea we it. always talk about being wanted. Yeah. To know that that many, that many women want you. And maybe they want them and, for the wrong reasons. Yeah, of course. And that's what I was about to get to with, with Wilt and all these other guys. And this is... I, 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 give fuck, I, I thought I, I, Wilt yeah. last night, too. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you are going to have sex with 20,000 women in a 20-year span, and this, this is the truth what I'm about to say, you've had nothing but meaningless sex. You've never had, like, lustful, I love this girl, we're having a great time, sex, because... You're having two women a day, every day, for 20 years. You can't stop. There's no, there's no, like, if those numbers are real, you're not having, uh, the odds of you having passionate, loving sex with somebody who's really about you. Momentary fun sex, momentary passionate sex, but. That's life's cruel joke, Miguel, because we all want to be desired and make love, and if you're a heterosexual male, you want to share your genitals with other consensual genitals and the cruel joke is it it's like nature kind of balances itself out and and what i mean by that was is is that uh like the guys with the really big dicks they're normally assholes and girls will want to fuck them or they're hot or they're rich and those if they're too hot or too rich or a dick is too big those three things breed arrogance so they know they can conquer uh, easier, so they have to put less into it. So they don't have to be a gentleman or a nice person, or you know, uh, cook you breakfast in the morning or anything, or wipe the jizz off you or any of that. The guys with big dicks that are hot or, or rich, they don't have to do none of that. This mess brought to you with my Americans with small dicks. Yes. <laughs> Remember, so, only so, commies have big dicks. <laughs> so, ladies, think about fucking a fat dude that's not so attractive. You know, he's gonna he's gonna put more work into it. He he. He doesn't always get to get, get in these positions, so he's really, really excited to be in this moment. And um, 
we just know that. And that's the same thing with women. You, you see women that are super hot or they have big titties, pretty face, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They normally, the hotter they are, the normally the shittier inside they are. And we as a culture and as a society, we put them up, you know, up on pedestals. These guys with these huge dicks, we just put them so high up in our mind and they're hot and they got that nice car and they got money or whatever. And I think that, um, you know, just as men are guilty of, you know, what I saw, I saw a meme. It was basically saying that men are attracted to women that are attractive and women are attracted to men with money. So the, the disconnect is women are, are seeking a man with money. Not all of them. Cause I was thinking, and then we're, we're just trying to fuck something that's high. We're, we're like, Oh, she's a garbage ass person. Oh, she don't got a fucking GED, whatever. Who cares? I don't a hundred percent. I think men are attracted to women who are attractive and women are attracted to whatever they're attracted to. Yeah, because obviously you know that's not a times, blanket statement. Because you know how many times like we've seen, we've been backstage, and at first all the girls came and they're hanging out with Celebrity A, and then by the end of the night, you're like, that girl's talking to that sound tech hard. Yeah, you she's know? fucking the merch guy yeah, now. Yeah, she, she yeah, did not work out for her. Yeah. She came to fuck Wiz Khalifa, and now she's fucking the merch guy. Yeah. It's like, man, she had a chance, but she fucking fucked it up. I, it's not even they fucked it up. There's just, they're like... They, they're attracted to what they're attracted to. And it's like, I came to hang out with Wiz Khalifa. I partied with Wiz Khalifa. I smoked out with Wiz Khalifa. I had drinks with Wiz Khalifa. I want to fuck Brian, the merch guy. <laughs> so that's the one I'm going to fuck. And, and guys, the sooner you realize that, like, you can, you, can, you can have a huge dick and have money and look nice and, and blah, blah, blah. If you, don't, if you guys aren't listening, Mike's got a chip on the shoulder about these big dick motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn these big dick motherfuckers. Fucking it all up. <laughs> it just comes back. He's like, listen, man. I don't know everything about World War II, but I know Hitler had a big dick. So think about that. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen his dick. Someone Google it. Is it on Rotten.com, Hitler's dick? Um, but uh, th- that's, the, that's the, 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 the fucking, I don't know, I would say instant karma or like the, the reality check. Because there are women out there. They're like, oh, my God, I can't find a good guy. But then you're out there fucking this big dick Abercrombie guy who drives a Mercedes convertible. <laughs> And then you're wondering why he's cheating on you. I don't even know if Abercrombie's a store anymore. I don't know either. <laughs> We're but definitely talking about a past point in your life. Did you find a photo he's of like, Hitler's dick? He's like, you're fucking that big dick Abercrombie guy who's on the CW yeah, yeah, okay. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah, I, got a, I got a few bitter uh, bones in my body. Yeah, okay. You know, where, you know where dudes fuck up, man, big time, too, is? Dudes, uh, what you always run into with dudes. Dudes are like, I'm just tired of of doing everything for these women and they don't reciprocate and it's like what the fuck like you're you're like there's tons of guys out there that think because they're being nice they're like i'm out here being nice to these women and none of them are fucking me and it's like bro you're just supposed to be nice to people anyway like that's not you're not supposed to get pussy because you like you opened a fucking door and you treated her nicely at work. Well, we, we That's got just into what this the before. fuck you're supposed to do as a person. If you've been listening to all 80 plus uh, podcast episodes, we have extensively gone Ooh, into Stephen the- says Hitler had a micro penis and one testicle. So that kind of explains some other shit, yo. Well, um, I got both my testicle. Yeah, when Hitler found out that Jews were cutting off pieces of their dick because they were so big, he flipped. <laughs> maybe that's the, the maybe that is the the fucking entire beginning of his rage. And, Did you hear this, Goebbels? They have extra dick and they throw it away. <laughs> Put them in the oven. Yeah, he's like fucking dick. 
It's like you want to know that Hitler had a small dick. There's almost a justification that you're like, cool, cool, cool. You like Ava Braun was like, oh, honey, I'd like to, but you know, we can't. You know? Oh my God. I get, we could try again, maybe if I say on my back and open. The most humiliating thing you could ever experience, guys, is when a woman's like, we'll figure it out. Like maybe if, maybe if I arch this way. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, you, you uh, just... Historically, who do we know in our hearts had a big dick? I'm going to tell you what. Bobby Kennedy and JFK, you know those two had big dicks. Hog City, Hog sure. City. Sammy, They're running trains on bitches and shit. The together. entire the entire Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr., oh, yeah. fucking all those boys, big dicks. They had to have had... Nixon, small dick. Richard Nixon had the kind of dick that it just sits there... It, it, if, if it doesn't get hard and he pees, he could pee up because it's perched up so on this, the balls. You, I, you know how like a lot of shorter guys are angry and shit at life, you know? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> I, 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 think, uh, I think guys that are like average size or taller and they were angry, they probably are angry because they had small dicks. So guys that are tall <laughs> and angry, they, like, you don't have nothing to be mad about if you're, that, if you're, if okay. you're taller. So I think if you meet a guy who's over six foot and, and he's still angry, then he's probably got a small dick too. Stephen found us U.S. presidents ranked by wiener size. Let's be honest. Top five, Obama. <laughs> like, if he's not, then this whole list is a fucking lie. I don't know. Was he really born in Kenya, though? Okay, know. number one, John F. Kennedy with an eight-plus-inch dick. We called it. Hey, number two, Barack Obama. With a, I don't know where they got this info, but yeah. I believe all of it. You know, they got to take the physical before they go into the White House. <laughs> Number three, Rutherford B. Hayes. Like, I don't even remember him as a president. I don't know what president he was. He was the third biggest dick president. Yeah. It says Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> hey, it says, <laughs> it said Rutherford B. having a big dick. <laughs> George Bush. Uh, fir the first George Bush. I can see him having like a beer can thick hog. I can see that. Hey, here's the deal. That Texas hog. Franklin Roosevelt. <laughs> it's, it's big, but it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it's just laying there flat and stretched out. It's fucking Bill, Bill running Clinton. over in his wheelchair. Bill Clinton. This is one of the most talked about presidential penises in history. Jimmy Carter. Martin Van Buren. This one's a sleeper peeper. <laughs> see, I don't. What, what is, what is the legitimacy of this list? George Washington. Starting a country is some big dick energy. And the number 10 big dick, Franklin Pierce. So, yeah. I know that Lyndon Johnson, they, they say, though, that Lyndon Johnson was well known for having a big dick. Like, people talked about Lyndon Johnson. I've never heard dick. this. And I, like, I watch History Channel 24 hours a day. Where, I, where did I miss that episode? Yeah. Jeez. Let me see. Lyndon Johnson. The big Great Dicks dick. of America? Yeah. That's in the President's I went, Secret I book. went to the President's Hall at Disney World. I didn't see that. Hey, this, this is this caliber come up. The 36th President, Lyndon Johnson, had nicknamed his penis Jumbo. <laughs> Yo. That's, he must have sometimes come out to like foreign affair meetings, dick hanging. Sorry, I didn't realize it was out. You were saying prime minister of uh, Japan? Oh, listen, if I had a big dick, my dick would have done been fucking. If I had a big dick, my dick would have an IG page, and it would just be pictures of it with like butterflies landing on it and shit. There was, uh, I seen something on TMZ on Instagram the other day to where like some someone was running some fucking race and his dick fell out his fucking shorts. I was like, oh, that must be nice. Like, <laughs> I even commented. If you go to must TMZ, nice. if you come, if you go look at uh, TMZ's Instagram, I literally, I don't know, it was sometime early this week, 
and they was talking about some jogger or some not jogger but a a, a race racer here it is right here uh a track meet quickly uh when an italian decathlon albert Manonas popped his wiener out in the middle of the race and then if you look at the comments yeah that's uh, not big of a dick <laughs> must be nice hashtag small penis club 130 likes four comments yeah i mean i i think that god gives you what you know what you can handle it and the lord knew i was gonna be a cool fun dude and i was gonna be the vibe a good party fun so I mean, he couldn't have gave me good looks and a big penis, and he couldn't have given me all that. I mean, he gave me <laughs> like <laughs> he couldn't have given me good looks and a big penis. And then you're like, I mean, he couldn't have given me any of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't look good, but uh, and so he gave me really nice hands, feet, eyes, ears, <laughs> nose. Like I got all that, but a big ass head. I'm fat. Thank God I'm fucking tall, because like short and a small penis i would have been a little more no what if you had a big head like you do now and you were like short bro listen i don't even match my body when like when i was younger i look like a bobblehead like when i was skinny (laughs) you look like one of the pet boys when you were a kid yo (laughs) my big my big ass head is not meant for slims slim living it ain't meant for it Mm -mm. just ain't right um (laughs) when were you comfortable showing off your dick because it seems like you're very comfortable showing your dick and balls and was it always something you were comfortable with? Was this like a foster home thing, or did it? I think just uh, exposing my genitals to uh, numerous people for many, many years. I, I just kind of like you know, of course, when you know you kind of fluffed it up, kind of punch it a few times, and like come on, come, yeah. come, and you get all get it all fired up. Yeah, you know, because like you know you're showing. It's too. It's it's uh. It's it's inappropriate if it's hard and you're showing it. That's just weird. Yeah, it's but weird. If you're flaccid, it, it's you're okay. weird as fuck. If if. If a girl goes to pull down like your drawers and you guys have just been like making out or something like that, and you're just rock hard, I've been it's tucking too- my wiener through my waistband, fucking my whole high school. Oh, we used to do this year. game in high school. We used to we used to put our wieners. All right, guys, uh, throwback sexual stuff that's not cool anymore. But we used to pull our wieners up to our waistband and then lift our shirt only a little up, and we would be like, yo, what the fuck's this bump on my stomach? <laughs> and oh, people would I mean, be like, people would be like, yo, what's, oh, it's a dick! <laughs> I, did that, I did that two days ago, what you talking about? <laughs> the old bump on my stomach. And then you would see somebody doing it, you're like, yo, Ronaldo's about to show this motherfucker, but hey, man, something's wrong, I got this bump on my stomach. <laughs> and, they, and people would always, because they could only see a little bit of the dick, a little bit of the shirt, they'd always lean in like, what the fuck is wrong? And then boom. That's why all these kids are fucking... Sexual assault. All, <laughs> all these kids now, they'll never have those stories about mm. being in the gym, fucking showing your homies your balls and your dick. Yeah. You know? There's some kid doing 15 years in a juvie joint right now. He's like, what'd you do? My father told me about this bump on your stomach game, and I showed another kid. Bro, you don't remember pantsing people all the time? Oh, pantsing was great, yeah. I would be setting homies up, we're like, yo, I bet you can't hit that emergency exit sign. And I, we'd run up there and fucking root rip it. Yeah. Now, I, got, I got video of me getting pants when the fuck, they pants me so hard that my entire goddamn shorts came off my fucking feet. Like, they were, I was ass naked. And then, if you look <laughs> at the like wrong Winnie, time... like Winnie the Pooh, just a shirt and no shorts. My boy Jacob Mosler, we were in St. Augustine. It was 4th of July weekend. It is at this place called um, No Name Bar. Or no, it was No, no uh, White Lion. It was right there, right across the street from the, the Castle of St. Desmarcus. And there's a whole jam band playing. There's fucking... Hundreds and thousands of people like through the streets of St. Augustine were in this one corner bar that's jam packed to the city. And I remember like it was yesterday, I was wearing these fucking these uh these the Rocky 
Fucking Apollo Creed fucking shorts. I remember you used to have those. Yeah. Did you have your military vest on with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember so this outfit. I, I was fucking rocking Mike that Mike was bitch. like a cartoon. He wore the same thing every day. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Charlie Brown all day. And uh, this motherfucker pants me so hard that like one of the like one of my fucking legs came out of my shorts. <laughs> and I, got, I don't wear underwear. So here I am fully exposed <laughs> in a restaurant slash bar in front of this whole jam band. There's fucking people waiting for fireworks Ooh, to go off. Santeria. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, no, no. They, cra- they were cracking up. I kind of fuck- <laughs> fucked up some of the people in the band. And I was like, and thank God they saw that I wasn't just randomly fucking pulling my, my fucking butthole and wiener out. Because like, they obviously saw my wiener and were like, yeah, he wouldn't be bragging about that, would he? Like, what is that? Like, put that away. And obviously my friends were all dying laughing. And I'm, basically, I was a, a victim of a sex crime, <laughs> yeah. and thank God, thank God I didn't uh, fucking look like I did it, because, and I, that was a public place, that was, that was a felony waiting to happen, I would have I been like, I would have I committed some police brutality if they would have tried to take me, I'm like, you don't understand, <laughs> no, Jacob Mosler did this, I would have fucking, ri- I would have ran off running, because I was butt ass naked in this fucking place for at least uh, two seconds, <laughs> two seconds. Have you ever had to, like... And I know you've been butt ass naked in public and a lot of, but in another situation where it's like you're not in control of this, like you've got to get to close. Because I have nightmares about that. I have I, I used to have nightmares about, about it. I used to have nightmares about it. Like I would show up to a party and like, oh my god, I'm nothing to wear. I'm naked. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some fucking crazy dream book that explains what that means. You know, like oh, that means you're about to get a, a fucking good luck coming into your life. So you're... I'm gonna I'm gonna see what dream books say about. The fear of being naked dream. We, I think everyone has like a standard, like there's like 20 big dreams that you have and yeah. they all like the same shit. Whether there's some reality to it, I don't fucking know. But uh, yeah, I've definitely had, I've had dreams to where like I met Michael Jordan or Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen like at the mall and I didn't have Horace nothing for Grant? them to sign. I'm like, I don't got nothing for them to sign. And in my dream, I'm such a overachiever that I actually try to like leave the area knowing that they're not gonna stay there and then i never get their actual autograph like ever in my dream it just, there, it just doesn't happen there's a there's two recurring dreams that i i have uh and they're like nightmares that aren't really scary but you feel stressed but you're not like scared one that i constantly have is i find out that i've been missing a class that i'm supposed to go to in high school and I haven't been going all year. I've had that. And when I I've get to the one. class, I start. I can't find it sometimes or whatever. Yep. But I start realizing. Oh my god! Yeah. I've had that. And dream. then do you? I start realizing. I'm like fuck. I'm pretty sure I graduated. Like I thought I graduated. Bro, I've had this dream hundreds of times. Yeah, me too. I've had it with high school and college. Like I, I've had. Man, I, I would. I shit you not. Probably 150 dreams about going back to high school, and probably like 50 dreams. About going back to college. Yeah. And then the whole time I'm like, I feel more like gangster because I'm like, fuck that. I yeah. don't need this goddamn shit. Yeah. So then I get to like do what the fuck I want in my dream. I'm a little more ballsy with it and stuff. Yeah. At least I, at least it felt like it. I, at least like what I could recall. But uh, yeah. I, that, so uh, that's one of the ones I have. So I have the high school. Uh, I, I realized I didn't take a class. Uh, and then another one I have is still back from like my bartending days. And I have this dream that I'm just chilling. I could be chilling here. And somebody's like, yo, there's people at the bar waiting for you. And I'm like, fuck, I'm at the Sausage Castle. How am I going to get there? They're like, I don't know. 
And it's like, I don't know, that, that's the whole dream. It's the extent of me realizing, like, there's people waiting, or I'm supposed to be working, and I'm here. But the funny things about those dreams is, I'm my age now, I know that I work for this company, and I, I'm a comedian, all this stuff, I know that I'm not in high school anymore, I graduated, but I'm still stressed, like, fuck, fuck, I gotta, and it's always a class, like a math class, I think those were always my most stressful once I got past, like, you know, when math got to, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't like trigonometry. I don't know, all that shit got to the point where I was just like, oh, fuck, you know, like, I don't like this. And I was put, I was, in, you know, to let you guys know, in, in my high school, there was three levels of math classes. There was called math, was basically like that. There was accelerated math, and then there was this math called math for the technologies. And that meant math for plumbers who were never going to need math. They hit it. And yeah. And they fucking blatantly said, you're going to be a tradesman. Yeah, and they put me in tradesman. Blue-collar math. And when I was in blue-collar math, I was like, oh, this is great. Because it was like, hey, man, figure out how this desk is going to fit in that room. You know, it was always like them giving you something to do. Yeah. But when I, I remember my first time I went into my math for technologies class, uh, I saw the kids in that class. And I was like, what the fuck? I know all these dumb fucks. Like, I, I, I do not want to be here. But I needed to be there. It was the shame. Yeah, my uh, my first year of college, when uh, when when you had to like take an assessment test, even though like you're going there, they have to find out what like level of math you're at. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was looking at my uh, my student loan shit or something. I forget exactly what it was. And uh, I remember being like, huh, like, oh, I gotta like what? I, I didn't qualify because I wasn't good enough in math. So this is like a a pre-math, like, I figured what it's called. Yeah. It's, it's like, basically, you're taking a math class and you had to pay for the credit hours. And you get you no credit hours. No credit hours for it. Yeah. And then it's supposed to, like, uh, get you ready for... The class you're going to pay for next semester, yeah. which may have credits. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I got, like, I got like a couple years to figure out how I'm going to cheat this shit, because yeah. I, I just... You know, sometimes when I was younger, I just would give up on shit. I'm like, nah, I'm going to figure out life without it. Like, you ever have something growing up as a chid? As a child, and you're just like, nah, I'm gonna figure out life without it. Pull ups, pull ups, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, eh, I'll stay grounded. You yeah, know? you ever see that meme where they're like, oh, you better learn math. You're, you're gonna have to. You're not always gonna have a calculator with you. Yeah, and, you, I and literally then, have one in my pocket now. Yeah, apps to figure uh, everything little out. Little iPhone with this fucking saving the world. I feel like they need to teach a class called Google Search now because there's still so many people that ask you like, how does this work? I don't know what to do. And I'm like, why don't you Google it? And I'm like, I'm like, you have the fucking Encyclopedia Britannica in your pocket, and it has a camera and your porn, and you still can't figure shit out. Yeah, I'm, uh, there's a lot of things that I stressed when I was a kid, but now I'm just like, what the fuck was I thinking? Why, why, was, was, the I num why was the number two pencil so fucking important? I think it was a government contract, and they fucking were <laughs> yeah. like, yep. Cause I had you ever had a number Got three? It was green. The, the the thing where it said the number was green. You rich ass motherfucker. Yeah. Number, the, you no, I never three bought pencil, pencils. Pencil. Bro, pencils showed up in your life. Bro, did you ever pencil fight? Yeah, of course, man. Oh, bro, of I was course. fucking like trying to. I was fucking gluing shit together, trying to re reinforce. I'm gonna it. tell you this. I was that dude that when I was picking my real estate in class, where I was gonna sit, it was either by the window or by the pencil sharpener. By the pencil sharpener, you owned the information because people would come up to you, be like, "What's up, man?" Be like, "Oh, no, nothing, man." Hey, pass this note. Blah blah. If you sat by the pencil sharpener, you were king of information. If you sat by the window, you could just fucking phase out and not pay attention to class. I feel like now you're just a special kind of dumb if you fail in school because you got Google. We didn't have that shit. Yeah. There was no Google. And, you know, I graduated in 1999. What, what year did you graduate? 2000. 
Yeah, I was supposed to graduate in 2000, but I skipped a grade. I skipped seventh, so I got kind of cheated. I didn't experience. Because I, uh, I was fairly smart, but I was also very stupid. Uh, they call it dex, dex, uh, lex, D- dyslexia. 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 Boy, Whatever. I don't want to laugh at that. That's a prime example of that is, word. The That's funniest exactly thing I've ever heard is you explaining your dyslexic, but I can't still say not being words. able to say it. Yeah, hey, hey don't, don't, uh, don't attack my handicap, player. <laughs> I'm fucking protected by some fucking law. Some democratic <laughs> law fucking protected. Got my ass on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, dyslexia. Dis- whatever Lexia. whatever fucking this it's your it's your thing you can call it whatever you want yeah, it's your so, word so yeah that just shows you that i really am fucking retarded and uh <laughs> there were certain things that i was just like you know hmm like but then there was certain shit that i was like oh you want me to do that oh i'll figure that out i was oh I, there was this thing called the star program and i was in that shit and they would give us this paper once a week and it was only the special kids and we would fucking <laughs> It have all these like word Watch, problems I'm, I'm on gonna, it. I'm gonna Google Star program, and they're like, "It was a special needs program." <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll burn. I'll burn those schools down. I'll burn everyone. Basically, of them down. we had to keep just them, joking, government. Just joking, Jesus. We Christ. had to keep them from touching scissors, so we came up with the Star program. No, the Star program was for smart kids, and uh, I would literally like do it, and then you would get like extra shit. I forget what it was. They'd give you like some bullshit, like some fucking like uh, some erasers and like a fucking. Like a pencil sharpener, like a little like nothing shirt mattered or more than the Pizza Hut Book It program. Everything else was bullshit. Those were the good days. Life, life was simple, and I, I kind of, I mean, I don't feel sorry for these little pussies now, but I kind of do because I'm just like, damn, you'll never really know the excitement of rolling up to computer lab and then being like, oh shit, Oregon Trail is going down. They don't know what none, none of this fucking means. The people, someone, I bet like twenty, thirty, forty, maybe fifty percent of our audience is like. Oregon Trail, what's that? I don't even know what you're talking about, you old man. And uh, there's so many like things, just the, the way that Mexican pizza, the octagon-ass yeah. Mexican pizza hit. I don't know what they were putting in that fucking milk, but I swear to God, I could drink a hundred of them a day. It's so weird to think when, and there was, when you were 16 years old, you were down to drink chocolate milk and eat pizza at 10.30 in the morning. Like now, that just sounds horrible. Just the smell of a cafeteria. You ever go to like, yeah. I went to 15 different schools. So I got like a very good like palate for the smell of cafeterias. And I remember the first time I went to a school where it had some money. A lot, a lot of trades because of your star program success. Yeah, I, I got <laughs> traded around the league a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Foster care. Oh, you're going to live with grandpa. Oh, no, you're going to live with mom. Oh, no, dad's going to take you back. Oh, he's not your, your dad. This oh, is Seely the monkey. Don't look it in its eye. You know, I told my mother and sisters the story of you having to fight monkeys on Saturday morning to watch cartoons, and I'm laughing, and all their eyes were sunk. Like, they're like, that's the most tragic thing I've ever heard. They're like, how old was he? I was like, I don't know, like 12, 13, I don't know. They were like, and he had to fight a baboon? I was like, yeah, so he could watch cartoons. I was like, you guys aren't catching the comedy in it. And they were like, yeah. do you think it's funny that a 12-year-old <laughs> child had to fight a baboon while living in a foster home? I'm like, you guys are fucking this up. It's hilarious. You're really killing the mom. Yeah. Um, killing the vibe, mom. Did I forget to tell you he's got lickflexia? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. I couldn't tie my shoe to I was like, I don't know, like 14, 15 maybe. <laughs> But I could like tell you, <laughs> no, dead ass serious. I, I, but I was like, did you wear? Did you wear the Velcro shoes? I did for a little while. Yeah, the gray ones. Yeah, you remember the gray Velcro <laughs> ones? I think they still sell them at Walmart. Yeah, that was that shoe. Basically, they're like, if he's if he's older than three and he's wearing this shoe, be I don't gentle. Think I, <laughs> I don't think I ever even publicly talked about because I, I I'm diagnosing myself here. You know, 
I do remember like living in this one trailer in Dallas, and I think I got a picture of her. She was like the speech coach that would come, and I couldn't say I couldn't say a lot of words. And uh, oxygen was one. Bischetti still got me fucked up. I can say it if I stop and like think, but if I just say Bischetti, it's just that's it. But I can say spa Getty, and then like there was a lot of random ass shit that like fucked me up. But then I would retain. I was reading like at a, a, a young age. I was like flying through those Berenstain books. I was flying through those. That's bitches. your goddamn flex. I was flying through the. Yeah, I was flying through the most. And I was and then booking. I was racking up pizzas. They were kept. They tried to tell me, "Hey, no more paying pizzas for this motherfucker." I was. I was fucking getting all the fucking books. And then uh, I think I talked about this. This girl that I crush on, Jennifer Self. She went to. Uh, she went to Weingard. And I think we went to Waterbridge Elementary. Jennifer Self. I tried to find her on, on, on the fucking MySpace many years ago. Hot-ass little blonde that I had a little crush on. We did a little, like, will you be my girlfriend? I still got letters and shit, like, check yes or no, or maybe. Fucking hey, serial killer. No, bro, I listen, I'm so sentimental. I got every birthday card, every fucking, every a Christmas card. I got all that shit. I got all my report cards. I got all my suspensions, my referrals. I cleat. I got a fucking banana that said I'm a good Texan. I got fucking all these, like, you know, you take your hand and you trace it and you make a turkey and you yeah. put, the, put the little tissue paper on it. I got that shit. I, I was stealing shit from my mom. I was like, because I knew my mom wasn't going to hold on to it. So, you know, I had to hold on to it. And here, guess what, mama? Still got the shit. Okay. I, still, I was stealing family photos and stuff. Like, oh, I'm going to save this for a rainy day. I've always been a sentimental little fucking homo. So I kept all that shit. And uh, I got, I literally have. It's probably about an inch and a half thick, full of fucking write-ups, detentions, and it says everything I did, and I was like, whoa, I was bad, bad kid, like super bad, like saying crazy-ass shit. And I all the words you were learning from the Berenstein Bear books. I was, I, was, I was smoking them, and I was like, really good at drawing. I was really, really good drawing till this Asian kid moved in, and I, I said, this motherfucker. He could draw so much better than me. I gave up. I was like, fuck, I'm going to kickball. And that star program, I remember one time, they put, there was a thing called gifted classes. In the star program, they made us wear mittens on our hands so we wouldn't scratch each other because the smart kids is, is known for scratching and biting. I'm telling you, we had our own little uh, special little area in the library. <laughs> and I remember there <laughs> Were being- you allowed to hang out with the other kids in the star program? Yeah, no, it was, all, it was all nerd kids. And I knew I wasn't a nerd, so I was like, all right, I like kind of being smart. But then I kind of felt like I was getting bullied for being smart. But I was, I've been like kind of big my whole life. I was like a, I was like in middle school and I was like six foot. I was a big yeah. kid. So I remember being like, oh, I'm going to miss out on kickball. Cause I, I feel like the star program was middle or elementary school. And then ele- uh, middle school, it was called the gifted program. And then I remember one of the teachers telling me, oh, well, this is after school and you're going to miss uh, your last, uh, you're going to miss recess. I was like, oh, I'm going to miss kickball. I was like, no, no, I'm not missing that. So, me and all those those special classes went away after I I chased my dream of a kickball player. There's, there's nothing sadder than when adults start talking about their gifted programs of junior high. Have you ever read it to people that are like they're really? Oh, we like, know we know someone. Yep. very close that this motherfucker is still living yep. the days of high school. Like I, I mean, I, I remember being sad at, at my like my eighth grade dance, and I remember. Uh, Coming out to the parking lot, my 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 mom and dad always like drilled me like, "You better have fun now, boy." 
Because after this is over in the real world, they scared the shit out of me. See, I was I like, think that's part of how you became sentimental. Because they kept telling oh, you it would be over one day. You didn't have so to psychoanalyze me that. I knew yeah. that. I was, I was like, you know how many times, my, even my mom, and normally my mom was like the fun, positive person, but she was like, just remember, your friends aren't always going to be your friends. One day, you're going to wake up, and they're all going to be gone, and they're all going to be grown-ups. I was like, no. We got to play forever. This fucking, this goddamn camp, this summer camp fucking fun don't stop. And that, it is a, that is a, if you want to deeply psychoanalyze me, I definitely 100% admit, if you'd asked me 20 years ago, I'd be like, no, you're a goddamn liar. But now I'm like, yeah, no, I own it. Like, there is a, a deep significance in the, the up and down and the not so stable, like, where are we going to live, this, that. There's a lot of insecurities, and I was always drilled like, you know, the fun's going to stop. You got to grow up. You got to grow up. And I've been fighting that for a long, long fucking time. And uh, I, I was just, I remember just hearing certain things like, when you graduate high school, it's time to go in the real world. And I always kind of like clinged and was always loyal to my friends. And I always treated my friends more like, you know, they were my family, you know. And uh, I, had, I had a great relationship with my sister. Me and my sister are still homies to this day. Shout out to Amanda. But uh, it, it, it was, uh, you know, it, it was like when I was young, young, I kind of like knew there was something different about me, but I didn't really know what that was. And even now, I've, I don't even think I've ever even told anyone I was desolate, whatever the fuck. I never even, doing, I don't even. Yeah, you're doing great. I don't think I've ever talked about it like publicly, and I'm obviously psych. I'm, I'm obviously self-diagnosing myself. Oh, so you never di- diagnose? No, this I just everything okay. I heard, everything I hear, I'm checking it off. You know, like diarrhea, cramping. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, retarded as fuck. Yep, that's me. But then, like, there's certain things. I'm, you know, I wouldn't say the word savant, but there's definitely things that, like, I feel that I excel in that is outside the normal perimeters of someone like learning it. And then sometimes I, I, I feel like I look at things. Obviously, you'll agree with this. Like someone will see like a certain like a subject or hear something, and I'm already like in my mind. I don't know if it's just my ADD hyper fucking going crazy, whatever. But like you could say a word, like just say a random word or an object. Pineapple. I'm already thinking about how spiky that thing is and how they taste, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck. One time I cut myself with this pineapple, and I remember this blue. This teal blue like butcher knife that my dad threw at me that went into the dog, Nico, and like just hearing pineapple, I can automatically I automatically like have a chain of like thoughts that come to my mind. So and and sometimes I don't even No, I don't I don't even like talking about it sometimes because it's hard for people sometimes to even understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Cause I mean this there's definitely some weird shit going on in my head. But uh, you know, I feel like the that's what a lot of times we have with this show and just everyday conversation. It's like you could be like sometimes I look straight right into your eyes and you remember that that Chappelle episode where he's sitting at dinner and his like wife and then some other guys talking about business and he's and zoning just, up, yeah. he zones out and he's thinking about giraffe yeah. or looking at some like that's me all day every day yeah. and I gotta like stop put the phone down and then I'm like mm, and like, then staring into your eyes like trying to concentrate what the fuck you're saying. There's times when like. I'll be talking to Mike, and we talk about this all the time. And I see his body getting anxious, and I see like his hands pinching moving, my nipples and shit. And I'm like, okay, he's no longer listening to what I said. But a minute or two ago, I said something that he wants to talk about, 
And now, and then what'll happen is, so I'll finish up, and I'm like, over Jedi mind fucking me. Yeah, and I'm over there, and I'll finish up. I'm like, so anyway, that's what I think uh, we should probably do about the thing with the IRS. And he's like, and he's holding his nipples, and he exhales so greatly. He's like, yes. When we were talking about carnivals, uh, we should. But I'm like, what the fuck? That's like five minutes ago we yeah, were talking my, about. Like, I think um, at first I used to try to defend myself, and now I'm, I'm those days are gone. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'm, uh, I fucking admit where I have my faults, but I also like, and I, I try to stay humble with this, but also arrogantly in my mind, I'm just like, motherfucker, y'all, we were talking about fucking pineapples. I'm thinking about dimensions and fucking on some crazy when ass. When we like, get you, the best is when smells. Like sometimes you even hearing a word, sometimes I literally start like reminisce. Like there's smell. Like if I ever open up a book, or a cyclopa- uh, Cyclopedia Britannica, I smell that shit. I smell battleships. This is, this is the P And then when page. I go to a battleship. M's. And I smell the battleship scent. I'm like, oh my God, it's a Cyclopedia Britannica. And I know that fucking smell. Like the smell. I think I heard read something <laughs> where a smell triggers like way more memories faster and quicker. Yeah. Like there's some colognes back in, back in high school days. I could smell and I'm like, mm-hmm. I know what that is. That's, and then I'm like, damn, how can I, I can't even remember the girl I fucked the other day. Like how the fuck do I remember that smell? and I feel like the brain is definitely a, a very, very complex thing that we have to use our own fucking brain that we're trying to figure out what the fuck that is. And then just the thought of the eyeball it as it, yep, here it goes. This is what happens, guys, real quick. In the, like, and Mike's going to start talking faster and faster, and then uh, you'll go around in circles. Like, you'll talk about something, and you'll, you'll do the, don't, look at look, look his body language. It's, look his all, body connect, language. it's all connected, Miguel. It's he'll, all connected. Like, he'll, he'll, how, he'll, how can you not talk about how magnificent the body is when your fucking pupils look at something? It, it basically, and then, boom, some, somehow. It reminds me of talking to a girl at a rave on fucking, like, like Molly. Because it's like, you can't even comprehend your eyes. But then again, when you're looking with your hands, you're using your eyes. So how could you look at your eyes? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, breathe, motherfucker. You're about to pass I out. I think the frustration comes from, I know what I'm trying to say and convey. But my mind isn't able to put the words together in a way that you uh, that, that I can try to explain it. So then I get really excited. Like last night, I was watching some shit on this astrophysicist. And I fucking rewinded it four fucking times to try to comprehend what the fuck he was saying. Just so I could explain it to you. And it was a couple times Courtney was talking to me. I'm like, shh. I was like, shut up. I'm trying to understand what the fuck he's saying. And it, it took me like, all right, I got to focus here. And I'm like, uh. And I'm trying to like listen to what the fuck he's saying. And then I'm trying to say it out loud so I can kind of like hammer that point home. And I've had, I've had memory problems, you know, as a kid. Like you would get like 20 vocabulary words and you had to know how to spell them and this and that. And I always excelled in like reading them. And I always excelled in knowing their definition. But when it came to fucking spelling them, fuck that. And I, I know another big problem with me in school was when you would have to be writing something down that was on the chalkboard or on the overhead projector. And the sentence could literally read, Tom went to the seashore to catch fucking seashells. And I fucking just read it. But yet here I am going, Tom went. I'm back, back and forth. Yeah. And I'm literally not like trusting my own mind to just fucking write out the whole sentence. Cause I think I would have, I think I could have just fucking been really fast at that writing the shit, but yet I just, I didn't trust myself. And then I think that non-trust kind of like created a a stronger deficiency in my mind to even, uh, write and, 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 uh, spell things. Like I I don't have, 
like I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think there's something really that is. I feel like even as as of recently, I just want to like study the brain so bad. I just want to look at everything and thinking like, oh, why is why do I think like that or why this or why that? And I heard a theory that someone was talking about God is just the other side of your brain, and and then your your mind is trying to like comprehend that. So then now we just chase our our, our tail like a dog forever and ever for for millions of years trying to understand that and i had never heard that concept or that theory until recently and uh i don't know i just uh i think it's weird so your eye sees something and then those inch or two from 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 the front of your eye to your brain how quickly it can register color depth uh texture the 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 side of things yeah we've got dope processing power i mean that's something like you know that that's amazing. Don't you think? Don't you ever think about it? Like, damn, I can open my eyes and look, and then boom, I can instantly almost analyze like the room. Yeah. And you don't have to really. It don't. It don't feel like we're thinking. I don't know what neurons are processing or whatever. Fucking is just. I feel like some things are subliminally just hardwired. It feels like it's like uh, inputted into our brain forever. Like, oh, we know this is a circle and this is a square. Uh, things that we learn. Uh, that's growing. why it's crazy when I think about like raising a child. You have to teach everything to a child every concept i think the same thing and our parents did that and and it's crazy to think that like parents are constantly doing that all the time all over the world every minute of the day constantly teaching everything to a child and and that's why i think we have what we have now because we had all these shitty parents because like you know a lot of us had shitty parents or not like i feel like we had i feel like our generation in 80s 90s kids early 2000s we had people we had authoritative figures and we had a respectful fear of the law and we know what was right and wrong we we had a subconscious that was like oh that's that's not bad i shouldn't do that to tommy but i feel like now look at all the scallies we've had sex with that we we've hung out with for freaking years and we didn't even know they had a kid and we're just like well you have a kid like what the fuck like where's your kid at like And then you think about if we don't ever see them and we see them all around. Some of these, some of these girls we've been like very personal with and been yeah. in, around their lives for, for years and we just find out shit like that. And I'm like, like yeah. it's not that it's our business or anything, but sometimes you... like, how have you been here for three weeks in a row? And you're like, I got to get back to my kids. You're like, what? And I'm like, where are they at? They're like, right now, my, my mama says she's not going to hold them any longer. So, and the worst part about it is, I think the shittiest parents come from our generation. Because our generation is the one raising the 20-year-old kids and stuff now. Well, I, I would think of us as like... But it is. It's us. No, I'm saying like how I... My mind, how I, I grasp like the generation thing. Like I think like the kids that we had are now parents. I feel like we're the grandparents. No, bro. Almost. Our kids are, are, are... Our kids, they're grandparents, but they're... Those shitty kids that we had are 20 years old now. Yeah. You know, I, and they're the shit ones. Those are the, those, you know what I'm saying? Like, our generation, it, as much as everybody's like, oh, you know, this, this new generation, these kids grow up with everybody getting a trophy. It's because us and some people above us were the ones giving out all the fucking trophies, you know? I definitely think the, there's we a lot. We raised of, some weak ass kids. There's a lot of hardcore values from certain families that just had still test, test, uh, that stand the test of time. Yeah. But then I think there's a lot of like new thought, 
You know, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be drunk and beat the shit out of kid with a yeah. belt. Like, some of these new thinkings, I think, are healthy. But then I think it also, uh, I don't know, I don't even sound like a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but I think there definitely is something to the moral decline of, of uh, families. And I think that breeds, you know, a, a lot of the, the negative shit we see now when you have, like, people that are uneducated or no desire to be a good person mm-hmm. or uh, just some of the basic morality that seems that it's escaped from any type of uh, thought process. Like, I, I see videos every single day of someone just literally murking someone, and I don't even know if they know that person. Like, Stephen sent me a video the other day of a bus, uh, a, a city bus pulling up, and then some guy just put his hand in the fucking door and just shot the driver dead. And I don't know the whole backstory of that, but I see shit like that all the time. Just people just walk up, shoot, and kill somebody. And I'm just like, what the fuck, what the fuck is their thought process with that? Are they just literally psychotic? Yeah. Or are they just, are they, are they missing that reasoning uh, part of their brain where they say, oh, consequences and actions? Like, is there, you know, some type of uh, neuron that's disconnected? Is it, is it years of watching Mortal Kombat? I mean, what the fuck is it? Like, what is it that makes someone want to do some shit like that? And, and just uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was downtown Orlando, partying, yeah. having a good old time. And uh, I, I was, uh, the bar had just let out. It was like 2 a.m. We, 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 we were on the street, and we were hungry, and we were getting ready to go to Gringo's uh, Locos, taco Mexican late night place. And it was a block and a half away. And uh, as we walk out, I see my friend Aaron Fector uh, of Creative Engineering, Showbiz Pizza, Rocket Fire Explosion, Amatronic Band, my homie. You've seen him on my Snapchat and shit. Well, we seen him, we talked, we saw his dog, and we're just bullshitting. And within those couple minutes, all of a sudden, da 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 da, fucking, you know, gunshot. And I am kind of like jaded with the whole gunshots because I've heard so many gunshots like here at my home yeah. and homes before so hearing a gun doesn't like alarm doesn't trigger me. a fight or flight response from you yeah because you're just used to hearing especially you live in a rural area there's always gunshots around here like i'm gonna act a little more like okay we're i i feel like i can process it in a flight and flight way but i also i'm not gonna be as disturbed i immediately uh, acknowledge that it wasn't directly next to me, so I'm always like, hey, yeah. what the fuck was that? And, and it sounded like seven to nine shots, so I'm like, okay. Sounded like someone continuously just emptied, emptied the magazine. So I'm thinking, was it a cop? Like, And then I hear return gunfire, and all this stuff I could think about within a few seconds, so I'm like, kind of like analyzing, am I in any immediate danger? And I came what to the What would the Berenstein Bears do? Yeah. <laughs> what would Carmen San Diego do right now? They'll what do. country would she be in? Every time they picked America, I'm like, oh, I got this one. Yeah, I'm like, Carmen, why the fuck would you hide in America? There's no. No, bitch, no, go bitch. to Africa. Morocco, you know that Morocco girl, lay low. <laughs> fucking. So. They got a fucking warrant. It don't carry over in Morocco. And I had just got done snapping. You know Carmen Sinega was fine as fuck to that profile. She was. She was a hot, hot ass mm. fucking yellow jacket motherfucker. Mm. Maybe she was April from Ninja Turtles the whole time. Maybe. Maybe she got another, another gig. Anyways, uh. As I was snapping, I had just stopped, and then, boom, I heard a gunshots, and I was like, oh, shit. So I immediately, being the war reporter that I am, I immediately went into snapping, like, oh, shit. And I'm just seeing a sea of people running, 
away from Wall Street. Um, and it's a block away. And I can see Wall Street is like an alley that is closed off. And there's bars, kind of like a Bourbon Street type of vibe. You know, it's an open air. Uh, people are drinking. There's bars in, in the middle of it. So we've had members events at that very place. Yeah. And then there's bars. You go inside. You know, you can kind of party in the street. Or you can party inside one of the bars. Well, it's a block away. I hear these gunshots. And then I immediately start filming. And then I see people running. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I was like, yo, that was definitely fucking gunshots. That was definitely a fucking shooting player. And uh, so that was exactly where we were supposed to be going. And had we not stopped and seen my buddy Aaron, I could have been even closer, if not right there. Definitely either been right there or slightly past it. I was like kind of analyzing the time frame of like where I was from when it happened. And I was like, oh man, that's kind of crazy. But uh, as we started uh, walking towards, because obviously it's not the smartest thing to go closer to where you heard the gunshots, but I don't hear any return fire. Uh, there's over a hundred police by this time. They're fucking rolling out tape, fire trucks, ambulances. Uh, apparently someone, one individual shot seven people and they don't have no information about it. No suspect. Orlando's no winning name. the stop snitching campaign with this one. Cause fucking no one has any information on this. And it's crazy. Cause that's a, I mean, there's a thousand people every fucking 10 feet in yeah. I mean, you observe just, just exaggerate it, it, it's fucking thousands of people so in if, if you're not familiar with the downtown central florida area downtown out downtown orlando it's like a a little grid a little, a little big rectangle area you know it's a mile or two two square miles i don't know however you want to say it uh that is just bars and clubs so you can basically park in a parking garage and then walk around and bounce from bar to bar and it's very even for a fat person like me. You can you can navigate pretty smoothly. Yeah, it's easy to And there's a lot of street parties. And uh, I've been going downtown, you know, since I was like 16 years old, and and I was going to fancy places, and I've seen anything and everything pop up, close down, pop up, close down, change owners, change names. Someone dies, oh, change it again, fucking this that. Someone got shot, but mostly it's it's been mostly you know. Normally, pretty pretty safe. Like but, how you ended with somebody got shot, but normally it's pretty safe. Well, I've been I, I used to go downtown more than usual, but we, we've been very blessed to get yeah. booked a lot of places. So normally the weekends we're fucking you know tr- getting paid to show up somewhere, and uh, I'm already fucking like all right, I ain't fucking completely kill my kidneys yet, yeah. so I'm taking take it easy this weekend. Sometimes you know like like you know I don't know how fucking that wrestler dude he fucked so many fucking hoes like. My dick gotta take you know take a break you know I just want to chill like I'm in the nature and shit I want to fucking you know go look at some raccoons and some birds and shit go hiking I don't want to fucking be in a smoky bar nightclub like as as I know I get portrayed as that a lot and I do enjoy I do love these streets but sometimes I just want to hang out in my house or, or go look at a waterfall and just swim in the pool you know I'm, I'm a nature person too I, I like I like all that sh- outdoor shit but when I am out there most of the time yeah you see dumb people fighting because just minutes before the shooting. I had just filmed like four Brad and Chads karate kicking each other, doing like cheap shots, like hitting each other in the back and all that. It was, it was, it was disgusting. I love the theatrics though of drunken uh, downtown fights because this is the only place where you see like fucking dude in Oxford throwing a kick like it's fucking, 
Like it's like it's Muay Thai in the 1980s or some fucking I feel like, best of the best movie. I feel like they're like, yeah, bro, I got this new Abercrombie shirt. I'm gonna check the elasticity of it. Yeah, they go flying <laughs> through the air, or they've seen some shit on World Star, so they want to try it out, or they've been playing and, video and games see, too long. And you see people take some gnarly ass injuries that they walk off from because they're wasted. And you know, the next morning they wake up and their arms like bent up. They're like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, no. And, and the thing is, we all know, especially men. We get that liquid courage. We start mouthing off. We're with our homies. We feel big, like badass, and all that. That's all that masculinity and shit. It's it's good to have that 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 I'm gonna fucking take over the world attitude. But you gotta realize something, and I realized a long time ago. Uh, you're always you're never gonna be the strongest, the fastest. There's always going to be someone with a bigger dick than you, more money, this, that. And there's always going to be some motherfucker. And if you've ever been to jail, they're full of them. People who don't give a fuck. They've given up on life. You know, they lived in a fucking apartment complex. And that was as good as it's going to get. They had a flat screen TV and they had a PlayStation. And they had a Honda Civic. And they thought life was great. And that was it. And you don't know, like, they fell in love with some C-plus scallywag and She's cheating on him, and he's like, fuck you, bitch, I love you. And he fucking tries to hunt her down. And, and uh, yeah, it's just like you never know what someone's capable of. And you could be having a time of your life, like, having fun, dancing the fucking, fucking sandstorm, fucking swinging around a glow stick, fucking drinking confetti Next in your Long you Island. Next thing you run into this motherfucker who's got a chip on his shoulder because he's got a big dick. Yeah. And he sucks. Yeah, and then you just it's these angry big dick motherfuckers that are responsible for these shootings. Yeah, it's like, damn man, it's so quick, and and I got fucking stories for days of some dumb ass shit I did. Lord, thank you so much for letting me be alive still, because I've definitely have done some extremely, extremely ignorant ass shit. You have three assholes because of that. Yeah, I've definitely have jumped out of shit climb through shit i've done some dumb ass shit i've just shit that you know now you know you're gonna get shot for back in our day you'd be like hey get out of that car you fucking idiot but now it's like no you just might get fucking murked especially in the state of florida but um you know not to get in all the politics and then the bullshit and the crime and you know not to point out the fact that you know most gun violence happens in cities that have the strictest gun laws whatever anyways it's like you just never know and it's really not the vibe. Like, nothing really makes a hard dick soft than a fucking mass shooting. Seven people get shot. And then you're just like, damn, it makes you kind of, like, wonder, like, damn, should I just reconsider where I go? But then you hear about people, you know, getting a pedicure and then fucking ding dong. Fucking the door opens up and some guy just murks somebody. I, I, uh, I had a tenant, the, the, the guy from Africa, Rhino, that used to suck his own dick in the, in the tour bus. And uh, this motherfucker... Uh, was a tattoo artist and he had some drunk guy come in trying to get a tattoo and he, he shoot him off and then he came back like 30 minutes later and shot his wife dead right in front of him and then ran off and it's like there was really no provocation there was no like heavy like provoking of the person you know i feel like the good old days it's like hey fuck you no fuck you all right all right get out of here or someone breaks it up and something like that but now it's like you just never know what people are dealing with, who they are, and, and where they're at in life. And it's it's kind of, it ain't kind of, it's scary. I mean, you got to be, like, I know it, you're, not, you're not supposed to express your fear, but you just never, you can't ever guarantee uh, any, like, assurance. I don't care, like, you could carry all the guns, you can conceal and carry, you can do, 
if someone really trying to murk you, they're going to roll up on you and shoot yeah. you in the back of the head like Abraham Lincoln and fucking jump off a balcony and dip. And then, you know, fucking whatever. Like, how did this guy, how did this shooter shoot seven fucking people? Whether he shot them on purpose or he fucking, like, just spun around like fucking little, little fucking rosy fucking Red Rover just started spinning circles like fucking... Was he listening to fucking Sandstorm and started spinning in circles and shit and just started shooting people? I don't fucking know. How do you shoot seven people? I don't know. Luckily, luckily no one died, but uh, they didn't. They don't got no like video they released of it. No, no witnesses. No one's come forward. No eyewitness. No, no. Uh, hey, it's we're looking for a white male, a black male, an old, a man. Or, you know, it's normally not a woman, but we don't know nothing about it. And here it is now. It's been fucking weeks and. Uh, no one knows shit. And I'm not talking no weird, crazy, like, you know, conspiracy shit. I just think it's crazy that how the fuck, you, like, if you would have told me you, someone's going to go downtown Orlando and to be amongst hundreds of people, thousands of people in a congested area, not no one saw nothing? The fuck? It's what, wild. That's weird. And then it's just like, well, someone who does, does shit like that, I would hope, I would like to think they were just wasted and, and they got in a, I, apparently it started off with a fight, like a big brawl. And then, I don't know. But that's why, like, I, tr- I don't like fucking, I mean, you're not legally supposed to do it. I don't want my guns on me when I'm drinking. Like, yeah. I, like, I would like to be in a safe area thinking, like, everything's going to be good. But you can't ever guarantee that. And, and you just never know when life take a shitty turn, you know. We, think, we talk about all the time, you know, you can't even leave your house. Every time you even leave your house, like, you have to hope that you drive safely. Your car doesn't malfunction. Is, that, is, is a lot of that why you don't go? Because nah. you, 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 you like stay, like you are one of the people that I know that stays in your own home longer. And this is even back at seven than anyone else I know. I think it's, I think it's because like I really enjoy where I'm at. Yeah. And I had like go back to the childhood stuff, bouncing around a lot, living in different places. I do enjoy the security of like, all right, this is my home. This is, and I yeah. settle there and I'm like, I'm happy. Like, I, I said at the last Sausage Castle back in St. Cloud, I was like, I'm ready to die here as good as it gets. Little did I know what had in store for me. And now I'm saying again, yeah, I'll fucking die here. Because I've heard people say, like, I almost get offended when they're like, yeah, so you, you, you ever going to move? Like, I move? What, move? Are you kidding me? Look what I got. I got them scrambling my driveway. What I got, the fuck I got I ancient aliens right here. There's a couch for you to sit on. Come on. What yeah. do I need to do? So I, I'm going to buy myself at least 20 more years of life by not going outside as much. <laughs> Because like Looking Howard Hughes with long fingernails and shit. Think about it, you know. Every time I'm not on the road, I mean, I would think vehicular homicide would be like the highest thing, you know. And long as I don't get too fat, I won't get cardiac arrest right yet. But who knows? Like, who the fuck? Uh, I heard uh, Bill Maher. I don't always agree with Bill Maher, but there's some things I just and as of recently, I've really been fucking loving him. He's he's been waking up seeing seeing some shit that I fucking love him. Love hearing what he's saying. But one of the things he said uh, yesterday, uh, they last... say something complimentary about the Nelk Boys. No, nah, he he uh, <laughs> he said you never see a fat ninety-year-old man, and I'm like, yeah. oh shit, damn, I'm fat, and I want to be ninety, so I should probably not be fat. Every day I think about shit that like I should be doing, and you know I should be doing this better, doing that better, and I feel that like you know, and I wish time would just slow down a little bit and it's older i get i swear i mean i don't know what it is or whatever this perception of reality time whatever the shit's flying like i feel like now like a 24-hour period is literally like fucking eight hours you know it just goes by it does go by more and i do sleep like four hours a day 
I'm lucky I get six, you know? And I, I'm fucking going to sleep watching videos. I'm, I'm constantly... You definitely... I think one thing you should do is slow down on watching content. Because I think it's definitely affecting you. Because, you know, it's, it's all you're seeing. It's all in your mind the whole time. There's no, you don't have any quiet time for your mind. You don't take any quiet time for your mind. Because right, I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night to piss. You've sent me seven uh, Instagram things. I know you sent it to the rest of the guys, too. Yeah, I, I, share, I share a lot of things. But, but, I mean, there's no time for you to just quietly reflect. It's like what I know is bad. Like, I'm definitely, I would definitely say I'm addicted to, like, my phone, you know? And I do enjoy, kind of goes on what we were talking about earlier, like, I wasn't, a, I wasn't, like, excited about learning when I was younger. And now I'm actually excited about it. So when I do learn things, whether it be historical or scientific or whatever be the case, I actually get excited about that. I, I'm, like, I'm more thirsty for knowledge now that I've been before, and now it's so much more accessible. And in entertainment-wise, there's so many, like, things that, that can entertain us. And then I feel like it's really fun and important to, like, just sit, you know, in the comfort of your own home and just look at things and watch things. But it's not as exciting if you don't have someone there to share that experience with, like, only time I watch a movie over that I've already seen is it if I hear like, yo, I've never seen that. Like, what the fuck? You haven't seen? Oh, man, we're watching right now. So that's why I'm always like, yo, come in here, motherfucker. Come on, sit down. We're going to watch this. Because I want to see like what y'all's reaction is from this movie or from this TV show. I want to hear your opinion on Skinwalker Ranch and da da da. Like, even today, I found myself writing on a list of my favorite shows. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like. Just for no reason? No, I had kind of a reason because I was working on the Who Is My Busey page, and I was like, I don't really have any personal stuff on there. And I was kind of like, all right, well, like if I was to die, because I, you know, we've already talked about this several times. I am, I'm obsessed with my mortality. I, I do want like, when I do leave this existence or Earth or whatever the case, I want people to be like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I want them, I think it'd be kind of cool if they went down a wormhole and they kind of discovered the world of Mike Busey and the Sauce Castle and and hopefully Steven or whoever the fuck's running this shit can keep the fucking uh, the, the, the website on. Because I've even asked Steven this several times. Like, yo, how do I, like, make the website to where it, like, stays forever? Like, and the more I watch all these TVs, I, I got to start getting some big-ass stones. I got to start chiseling some hieroglyphics. I got I to gotta put MikeBusy.com on granite stones and build a huge-ass, like, thing. And then I got I to gotta put some dead Indian bones in there so they don't dig it up and excavated and shit like i gotta figure this shit out because i you know everything you see that stands the test of time it's a giant ass monument or fucking pyramid or something and i do want i feel like i do have a very non-traditional way of looking at life i think you should have fun and enjoy it be a hard-working good person and hopefully bring some type of joy or happiness to other people because everyone was like you know i'm not on all that super hippie like you know fucking you know butterflies and this and that no i, I want take showers, you know, fucking groom yourself, work, but also have fun. And sometimes I forget to do that. You're right. Like there are times that I'm like, oh man, I got invited to this thing, whatever. And I'll just like, I'll be quick to like, no, I'm not going to go. I don't want to go. Uh, we, we paid for flights. I'm like, no, fuck yeah. it. I'm not going. I'm not going. 
And I'm not like afraid to leave my house or anything like that. It's just that sometimes I'm just like at peace with just being here. Like I've never had all some all of this. And sometimes I do get overwhelmed and I'm thinking about like, damn, right now I could be on the shop. I could be like making some wood project or hey, let me go fucking learn. I always like flirt with this idea in my mind that I could learn a whole new like thing. Cause you see like older people like, yo, you really got into fucking bird watching. Yeah. And you know, I, I see myself like doing just the simplest things. And I, I get joy off like when we were talking about finding carpet dye today, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool? And I get really I get excited no, thinking, like, yeah. yo, those ugly ass carpets upstairs won't look like fucking dead strippers have died on it and jizz and fireworks and you know, just food stains and shit stains. Like I'm like I'm like, yo, wouldn't it be nice if the carpet was really nice in one color? Like how do we know how to dye like carpet? And we were watching videos, and I get excited about... I, I like watching things get done. Like, pressure washing is fun to me. Painting is fun for me. And sometimes I get, I get you know, overwhelmed with, like, all the stuff I can do. It's the beauty of having 80 acres here, but it's also the death of me. But there's no reason for me to ever get bored with it. But I get excited thinking of all the stuff we could build. And, like, I... I've literally contemplated, like, yo, I'm just going to start making fucking dinosaurs out of tires. I know. And making giant life-size. I got, I've, got, I've got the fucking well, I'm telling the pictures. audience. I'm, I'm telling the saying, audience here. We're doing a podcast I'm letting here. them know. I've got the pictures in the middle of the night and been like, what is this? Like, I've watched TV at 4 or 5 in the morning and have cried like a fucking baby watching, like, uh, like a Restaurant Impossible or The Prophet or... Shout out to Marcus Simonis. He's a billionaire. Owns world. He actually just started following me on Instagram. That got me pretty excited. I think that you get anyone who's successful or has a big dick or so hot, you get jaded because you're like, oh, I'm going to fuck another hot girl tonight. Whoop-de-doo. Or I'm so rich. I could just go buy a jet ski. Who, who cares? I think the real, the real trick is, is to be able to pay your bills without too much stress. But have enough money like every couple months that if you wanted to buy like a toy, to buy that and that toy, it brings you extended joy or your friends. Like a jet ski, you could ride it. Your friends could ride it. You go on. You can make a day out of it. You know. See, to me, it's about going places and seeing things, and that takes money. But that's to me the biggest joy. Oh, I leaving, agree. Leaving here, but I mean, you got to go more because you know, like. Well, you're talking you could, to a guy who never had... I used to tell people, oh, if I missed my flight here in L.A., I live here now. Yeah. There are times I had no... Like, passport, that was a, a fucking fantasy talk to me. Because I want you to see more things, and I want you to come with me and travel, because I know that a lot of times we'll say it, and what you'll get real fired up about it, and then you'll start being like, but we, you're, you have an obsession with time, too. And you'll be like, well, we won't have enough time there. And I'm like, what does it matter? If you, if, 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 no, you're right. Yeah. It's like the, I need to shut up and just jump. Because when you do it, you have I think a about it too much. Yeah. Like when you're, on a, when you're on a tree or you're on a fence. Or, yeah. And if you, if you second guess, you jump in. Sometimes yeah. you make it worse. And that's kind of how I am. Because yeah. I'll be like, well, huh, you know, like, oh, my God. Oh, where are we going to stay? Oh, yeah. oh. And then I, I, I do, I, and I'm saying this yeah. not, even, not as a confession, just like just, I don't yeah. care. Like I do envy people who like can live in a van. And that have like the bare essentials because, like, to me, that is, I wish I could just turn something off in my brain and not want to collect things. Maybe it comes from like not having shit. So I want to have everything. Like, you know, I go on kicks, like, oh, I'm going to go fucking collect a bunch of fucking old organs. Yeah, I want like 10 of them, man. 
and then I won't do nothing with it. I just sit there, and then sometimes I get really fired up about it, and there's like fucking eight organs here that aren't doing shit. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's organ, holler at me, you know? And then there's certain things that, I don't know if it's like a, a possession hoarding or collecting or whatever, like, I want to like display it. I want I want people to come and see it, and and that is one thing cool about spending your money on a bunch of dumb shit as far as decor. Majority of the people, unless there's some cool rapper that yeah, yeah would have too cool for this. Whatever. Oh, you got a scrambled. That's cool. Whatever. Like we get insulted sometimes, yeah. low key, because we're just like, "What? Are you not fucking impressed, motherfucker? We want you to be impressed because we want to get excited that you're impressed, so we can get excited with you, so we can relive the joy of what we've done with what we have." And we, we, I would say 90% of the shit here is for everyone to fucking enjoy. You want to come pet Jetta and fucking Piper? Go ahead. You know, fucking, you want to you wanna ride the Scrambler? You want to ride one of the golf cart limos we spent too much goddamn money on? You want to fucking, you want to take a picture in front of the kit car? Whatever, like, dumb, fun, cool shit we have here. I do thoroughly enjoy people enjoying it because it, sometimes why, like, when kids come here, it is kind of refreshing because you see them get so excited about shit and you're like, damn, I forgot I got a skee-ball game over. That's so fucking Especially cool. Especially when they got like shitty moms and they're like, oh my uh, God, juice in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you bought pizza. Daddy yeah. never bought us pizza. So like that type of shit, that's where I get my kicks off. Just like making people laugh or smile, entertaining, you know, and maybe, maybe it is like the old saying, you know, you know, people uh, like myself and maybe even you were, maybe we're depressed the most because we we fucking know how much it sucks. We don't want them to feel that way, so we want to make them laugh and smile. I feel like there is a dark side to people who are entertainers, and there definitely is something to that because I've seen a lot of it, and I've I've seen a taste of it in my own you know my own mind, and uh, you know not that it's the secret. I think is really just to have your bills. So you're not stressing out too much, but if you want to buy a jet ski like every six months, give yourself something to work up to. But there's nothing worse than that stress. But then that stress is what creates that hustle. And you know when you when you when you have it all figured out and everything's good and on auto pay and shit, it kind of you you'll lose your edge. You know that's why like a lot of people who get rich they kind of fall off because they they lose that drive and. uh you hear me bitching all the time, like, oh, shit. And, 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 and I can say I've, I had a taste of it. You know, there's something like, oh, whatever, fucking. Like, oh, what, he fucked me for $1,000? Oh, whatever. Because, like, it is kind of sinless to, to, as they say, uh, cry over spilt milk. But then there's some things you just got to, like, stand up for yourself. Like, nah, fuck this. I can't. I can't allow this to continue to happen. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm being a bad steward of my blessings. You know, yeah. I should, like, put this blessing in a more positive way so it can make a more impact. and. You know, and I'm okay with doing this shit the rest of my life because I've I've heard people say, you need to throw parties when you get older. Jesus Christ, man, you got to grow up. And then I I thought that I was hearing that when I was like 21, 22. And I, some of that shit got to my head. Like I literally felt like a bum because I wasn't like a, a college graduate. And I remember feeling like, I can't wait for these motherfuckers to hurry up and graduate college. I don't see their goddamn fucking photos on the internet of them gloating their fucking whatever and then i got excited when motherfuckers had kids i'm like oh your life's done or oh you got you got married oh sucks for you butter sucks for you and then, then I, oh you got divorced oh ha see told you motherfucker and i know that's kind of whatever and i wasn't like that i didn't stay in that energy 
But a lot of me was like, yeah, okay, so y'all thought you had it all figured out. Well, guess what? Surprise, you didn't. Oh, you put 20 years into that plant job. Well, you don't work there no more. Yep. You know, and, and even my dad, me and my dad, he's worked for the same company for like 35 fucking years. And he, I think he's crazy for that. Cause I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? Like one day they're just gonna be like, yeah, we're done with you. And, uh, I, and then he thinks I'm crazy. He's like, I don't know where my next fucking meal's coming from. I don't know if it's, I'm just a weirdo and I'm, I'm, I like the, the thrill of the, the chase of life and, there is something exciting about the uncertainty thing, but then it's also very scary, and then it kind of like keeps you driven. And I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think because you, I think personally, just knowing you, because you have this hang up on death and life and time, planning things out far for you is very terrifying. Uh, it, it seems like it's a waste sometimes to you, even though there's a lot of times where if we would have planned some stuff out, we wouldn't have found ourselves in like the hard financial situations or, you know, or, you know, hey, we talked about this for a long time and then we never pulled the trigger. And I think there's a joy in We're you. We're going to book this flight, Mike. Yeah. It's going to get higher. Yeah, yeah, and it does. It goes up. It goes yeah, up. You're right, yeah, you're right. You're right. And right. I think I think it's just a lot of, uh, you know, it's the last insecurities you're holding on from, from being like, you know, the life you've had to live to get where you are. And I think there's also a part of you that uh, recognizes that the journey's not done. And I think you are afraid to shed the hustle that you've had because you think that's going to be useful, you know, in the future to move you forward. And it might very well be, but I do think you need to find a balance just because of yourself. You are in a new position. And if you want to grow in this position more, you do. And you have been. You have to change some of who Mike Busey was to become who Mike Busey really is now. Yeah, I I agree. Sometimes I lie to myself and be like, you know, fuck, I don't want, I don't even want none of this. I just need, like, I just need some pussy and my pugs and my friends. And then I need, it's like the jerk. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he's like, oh, I just need, I just need this, this lamp and I just need this thermos or I just need this camel. And you find yourself like, it's, you can never get enough possessions. There's, it's always something else. Yeah. And there's a, there's a good, healthy thing to having that, that drive. Yeah. And, and just culturally, but, part of our culture is about some possessions and there's nothing wrong. I fucking love my air fryer. I love, you know what I'm saying? Fuck you. I love it. You know, yeah. like there's things you love. You know, you, you watch TV at the end of the night. So you have a nice TV to watch TV in at the end of the night. You have a very comfortable bed so that when you're done working, you can sleep in your nice, comfortable bed. And it's not every, every possession. I think there is a part of society that tries to make you feel like wanting anything is wrong. But you know what? It's fine because you make enough money to want some of the things you want and it's not hurting you financially. And, and when you do go get crazy things like scramblers, you want it for the experience. And if you want to experience Mike Busey beyond just going to MikeBusey.com, you can also come to Oasis this weekend. Yeah, we're going to be back this Sunday. Sunday, the 14th of August, we are going to be at Oasis. Burr, burr. Burr, 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 burr. And I'm telling you what, man, we can't... Uh, $1,000 bikini contest, $1, ladies. Where can you go wrong with that? And uh, it's a blast every time. I'm having Even other girls are winning that fucking money. I'm like, what the fuck? They just gave this bitch 500 bucks? What the fuck? Yeah, dude, anyone's eligible to win. I'm about to fucking this. join that shit. Shit, I'm trying to, I'm, you know, fucking... I mean, they're paying me to show up, but I'm like... Show that butthole. I just want to let y'all know, too, we ain't never cheated either. There's the... Uh, there was times that where we could have been like, hey, yeah. vote for this one. No, There's times where I was hoping to God the girl I was kicking it with there once. So yes, because be like, yeah. I'm like, now she's going to be a grumpy-ass <laughs> yeah, yeah. She ain't going to try to fuck nobody. I, I've literally watched the girl that I was kicking with come down. She's like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm out of here. And I'm like, bye. Like, God damn it. The, the younger, savage Mike Busey, when I would host like these contests and shit, 
I was way more like zero fucks given. And now I'm just like, shout out to the women because I'm like, damn, it takes a lot of courage and bravery to get up there and you're, you're showing your physical assets and you're hoping to get a positive reaction. And, you know, I know how unattractive I feel. So I'm like, yeah. damn, it, could you imagine? Like, you can have mad confidence to be in any of these kind of contests. And, and that's fucking just crazy confidence. And I have such a respect for that level of confidence. And man. I can almost like psychoanalyze their thoughts when they're coming up there. And I could sometimes see like the girl that's just like the just local ratchet girl. She don't give a fuck. It could be whatever fucking shitty song. She's twerking and going crazy. Then there's like the girl who is like delusional. She should not be there, but she's feeling herself. I'm like, shout out to her. And then there's like the hot girl who's like sexy. She's probably going to win, but everyone knows she has a shitty ass attitude and she's insecure too. Because I mean, how many beautiful women have you met that have insecurities? And yeah, you're just like, what the, the fuck? Insecurities come with whatever because we look at the thing that we're insecure about and we see they have it. We're like, oh, she's beautiful. Uh, we're insecure about our looks, but we're not insecure about hanging out and kicking it with people. And that might be her insecurity. And she looks at us. She's like, damn, look at these guys. They can just walk into a room and talk to anybody. Because the thing that you are lacking in yourself or you feel you're lacking yourself is usually what stands out in other people when they have it. You know, that's why like mathematically- that's why the big dick thing. Uh, I'm going back to cycle. Yeah, see? Yeah. yeah, we saw dude. Church. It's a fucking church. We're tabernacle because it, it really does because mathematically you're not going to have a super hot attractive female that actually has her shit together and has good moral like ethics and she's a fun cool person no she's going to be the train wreck because the puss economy has inflated it oh no it's okay baby no you can live with me i'll pay for your phone bill here's my car so this girl has been almost like trained to be a shit person so you enabled her to continue her behavior, and she's been done nothing but actually rewarded, and she's so attractive that so many guys still get her shot out. Even when they know that she's a shit person, they still will just throw their whole life away, cheat on their wife, leave their kids, fucking, and just be like, I love you, bitch. Here, here's some money. And you know, like, you know what you're getting yourself into. That's like the funny thing. When when a guy, uh, like knows a girl's like motivated by status or or wealth or whatever, we know that's like a very primitive. Like, all right, I gotta have the best cave, the biggest club. I gotta fucking have the strongest body. I'm the I'm the hunter, the gatherer, this and that. I gotta you know have the best cave to bring back all the cave bitches back. <laughs> and I gotta have the best cave. You see these stalactites? I installed them myself. Yeah. So all that all that stuff is psychologically like kind of embedded into our, our, our nature as a as a man. But then like when I was younger, when I was 18, 19, 21, I didn't have enough money to take these hoes to Olive Garden. So I had this deep bitterness to these 30 plus year old men, like, motherfucking got a brand new Lexus taking these hoes out to Olive Garden. I had a bitterness, and now like I'm that guy that can take some scallywags out to Olive Garden, but then I'm just like, all right, and then I'm watching like, even more now, because the instant gratification, how many likes, followers, oh, cash at me. You know how I many times we've talked to a girl and, like, hey, you want to come shoot? Like, we're going to, like, shoot this. And when they send them a professional link, like, mightbc.com forward slash let's shoot, talks about, like, expectations, the boundaries, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, 
uh, how we're you know filming TV shows, movies, commercials. We're giving you something that's worth thousands of dollars. Like multiple people are getting paid money to work on a project for you, but then some scallywag would be like, uh, I don't think I so. How much are you gonna pay me? And I'm just like, no, I don't. I don't think you understand. Like, if 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 you're trying to get paid, I get it. I I, I support your hustle, but like. Honey, you got like 400 people following you, and we're like the most legit thing. We're the the maximum hometown hottie that's not a scam, and we're actually like a legit production company that's doing things, and this is opportunity for you, and if you don't want it, that's cool, whatever. But then we have people that just get so arrogant in their mind, or they think, oh, you're going to fly me in, this and that, and all this shit, and, and the, the, the checks and balances, the scale of... of women versus man it's it's thrown off because you got all these amazing great things to where you could be pissed off at your man and literally go on instagram and post a thirst trap and then there's a fucking hundred horny dudes in your inbox and then eventually one of them break through the fucking the wall and you meet up with her and you fucking next thing you know he's like well shit i see you got this shitty husband i could fucking if i was your man i would do that and of course, that guy's just talking as he's trying to get laid. And then, and then it's just like a, a vicious cycle. Of, well, if you want to break the cycle, come out to Oasis because yeah. those girls are getting ratchet and having a good time. And hopefully, one of them's going to win, three of them, because there's multiple prizes, will win some money. Plus, we never let the competition start out without doing the dudes first. Because if yeah. dudes want to see girls shaking and get wild. I know this sounds gay, but I, I enjoy it. the dude stuff more now. Yeah, man, because it's like, hey, you want to see girls shake and get wild, but you feel you can't get up there and shake and get wild. And the best part is we haven't run into a problem of dudes who don't want to get up there. There's yeah. some fucking dudes who get up there and shake it. Mm-hmm. Well, so we got Emperors coming up on uh, August 14th. And then, of course, we got drunk people in costumes Embers. coming out of Halloween. Oh, excuse me. Oasis. Good God. catch. Whew. Got scared. He's like, you double booked me, you motherfucker. I was like, what? We got to go with Emperor's that night. <laughs> now we got Oasis, August 14th. Then we've got uh, drunk people in costume for Which our Which is Halloween the biggest party, party of the whole biggest fucking year. Biggest party of the whole year. If you sign up as a member now, you'll be able to come out to drunk people in costume at the end of October. So make sure you sign up. Plus, we got new content coming out. Shitting with Strangers is out. We're bringing back some old retro stuff. Plus, we're filming new shows. And we've always got models filming at the castle every uh, every week, pretty much. We've been live on the Snapchat recently a lot. Uh, you know, just all kinds of cool shit. We've been adding things that you may not have had even seen yet on MikeBusy.com. So go sign up to MikeBusy.com and become a member, and you'll be able to come out to all our events, including drunk people in costumes. On behalf of myself, our whole crew here, Chris, Steven, Aaron, Rowdy Rob, I and of piss. course Mike Buse. I saw it in you. Hey, bro, that's what I, I clipped it when this I saw the leg. This swole, cuz. When I saw the leg shake, I was like, drop the Oasis or yeah. he's going to piss yeah, in the we, jug. We, we'll see you this Sunday. Oasis on the river in beautiful Sanford, Florida. Drunk people in costumes coming soon. We come back to Emperors. We'll tell you when. Uh, go become a fucking member. We love you guys. He's going to piss you guys. himself. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll drop some podcast episodes whenever. Fuck it. Ancient Aliens. Walker Ranch.